Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Today we are finishing Masech Lipsachim, Mazel Tov, Perik, ta- Perik Yud, excuse me, Mishnah Tess, Perik Aleph, then a Masech Lishkolim, Mishnah Aleph. HaPesach Acher Chatzotz, the Karim Pesach, once Chatzotz begins, once it hits midnight, we are following the position that it's considered no, sir, that any meat that's still extant after the time it's no longer allowed to be around becomes no sir, and, it's, and not only is it invalid, but it even it's matamis yadayim. It makes one's hands ritually impure. Why? Because a pigle van no sir, matamis yadayim. Pigle and no sir. These are both uh, again meat that's left over, or pigle is uh, the carbon that the the wrong intention had in mind when the when the person shechted or sprinkled the blood or any of the other two avodos. That these things, these are invalid carbon, carbonos, invalid sacrifices, and if one touches them, their hands become impure. Baruch Birchas Pesach, Patrish Zevach. Now let's finish up with one last law of Karim Pesach. If a person makes the brach, there's a special brach, one makes in all mitzvot. As we know, you make a brach on Achilles Matzah. You make a brach when you eat the Pesach, on Achilles Pesach. If you make that, you're, then it also exempts the brach, one has to say, on the Chagiga. However, which is just a bracha birchas zevach, you don't specify birchas chagiga. On the pesach, we say you, the bracha ends off and concludes with uh, one who commands us to eat the pesach. Zevach is just one who commands us to eat offerings. It's more general and generic. However, birchas zevach, you make a blessing on the chagiga. Lo pater as shall pesach. It doesn't exempt you from the more specific blessing of the pesach. Diver Rabbi Yishmael. This is the word of Yishmael. Each one of these has their own independent uh, bracha, and therefore it's considered an independent mitzvah where one does not cover the other. Moving on to Mesech Lishkolim. How, what is a carbon seabor? We, oh, we've mentioned many times there are carbonos, one sacrifices one brings as an individual, and one that people bring as a Congregation, and there are also sacrifices people bring as a shutfis, as a partnership. And the question is, what is the difference between a carbon that's a shut of a shutfis, a partnership? Why can't I say I am partnered with the rest of Claudius, with the rest of the Jews? It's one, we're one big partnership. We're bringing a, the communal sacrifice versus a communal sacrifice. Are there differences? And there certainly are. But the one main one's going to be our the subject of our masech, and that is that a carbon. If I myself and uh, Jerry decide to bring a carbon, we are shutfim. We add on 10 other people, we're still considered partners. In order to be a carbon seabird coming from the congregation, it's not enough that everyone has to chip in, but more it has to come from the coffers of the seabird. As in, every year, annually, Jews would pay their dues to the temple, and out of those dues, anything purchased was now considered a, a communal sacrifice with all the ramifications, which we're not going to get into now, of it being a communal sacrifice. So, our Mishnah is going to open up with, our Masechah opens up with telling us, On the first day of Adar, they would send out the communal announcement, everyone prepare to give your annual dues, pay up your annual dues to the temple. By the way, once we're discussing what happens on the first day of Adar, also it was also this was a good time to remind everyone as you're going into the planting season to ensure that you don't, you're not growing Klayim, you're not you don't have in your field forbidden mixtures. So that's what they announced there as well. On the fifteenth day of Adar, we'll learn in the um, in the Mishnah Gimel that was when they would collect the Shkalim. So on the first of Adar, they would announce it. Fifteen days later, they'd go ahead and collect it. You know what else took place in the fifteenth of Adar? That the people who are lived in walled cities, as in Shushan Purim, they lay in the Megillah. And then they would begin to 
they'd begin to repair the roads in the marketplaces that were damaged from the winter rains and the snows, as in, we had time to prepare the roads so people can go up to Yerushalayim for Pesach. They would also begin to clean out the mikvos so that people can purify themselves as it gets closer to Pesach. Bo's and Kol Rabin, really, they'd attend to any needs of the public uh, and to ensure that the, uh, you know, this is a good time once a year annually to ensure the needs of the public are being done. So this would mean they'd judge monetary cases and capital cases. They would deal with, uh, make sure dues and vows were paid to the temple. They'd prepare the paradumas, so that they have the ashes for purification for those who want to purify themselves before the holiday, etc. Okay. Umatznin as a kfaros, they'd also mark the kfaros. People, there were graves that perhaps the winter rains washed away the markings, so they'd also go and mark those off to delineate where is a grave, where is not, so people can avoid those areas. Uh, a, so the Kohanim can avoid the areas, but also so others can avoid the areas so they can make sure they can get to the holiday at pure so they can bring the car on Pesach. The Yotin al climb they'd also they'd send out inspectors to search the fields to destroy any kliyim, any forbidden mixtures that are growing among the fields. I wish you all a wonderful day.